Hello and welcome to Rule of Carnage. Uh, this is a feed of conversations that are delivered to you audially or visually through multiple platforms. But that's not important. What's important is designing better miniature games. And we are back talking about such a topic. That's me, Mike Hutchinson, and this chap, Glenn Ford. Um, I was uh, greatly moved um, by a YouTube video recently, and I explained it uh, excitedly to Glenn, who wasn't really sure that he understood it or perhaps even agreed with it. So I thought I would uh, make an impassioned um, uh, explanation of this uh, concept, this this uh, this thought model. Um, and I guess I'm, I'm excited about it because it explains something in my own game design process and it unpacks something that I'd been worrying about over the last couple of projects and gives me a way of realizing that I'm not worried about it and it's actually perfect and I've been doing I've been doing a sensible process. So um, I can't remember the title of the YouTube video, we'll link it below. It was um, from a channel called Heart Beast, a chap called Benjamin who does um, uh, tutorials on games design and he uh, appears to be an indie like a solo games designer, video games designer. And he proposed this simple model, which has worked very nicely in my brain. And that is that when you are working on a game, there are two phases. One of them uh, we call, we will call for the sake of argument, prototyping phase. And another uh, for the sake of argument, we'll call the production phase. And that there comes in between these two phases, a nominal production point where you could say, for example, ah, I've just hit the production point and I am now changing from the first phase to the second phase. So far, so simple. So the thing that I've done with Pacific Command, and I'll treat this one, I'll, I'll, I'll go with this one because it's nice and neat with this game. I had a early prototyping explosion of it where I was like, oh, I've got the idea and I want to make it and I made it. And I put together a rule book for it and I produced a 30 page rule book nicely laid out because actually I wanted to learn in design and it had illustrations because it was World War Two. So I could grab like um, posters from the Internet from the time, which are, you know, royalty free. And I made something that probably I could have put on uh, drive through RPG and sold as a print-on-demand uh, rulebook, and I showed it to a couple of friends, and um, that wasn't a production. That wasn't that was still a prototype. Like the fact that it was quite high res and it had illustrations and stuff, like didn't get away from the fact that it was just something I had spaffed out briefly over a weekend, and it hadn't had that much thought. And it was maybe cool, maybe not. Don't know. It doesn't really matter. The point was, I was still very early on in the journey. And I at no point was confusing that with having gone through any stage of production, having gone through any like boring stage of like doing the work to make the game into its final incarnation. And then I had a period of like a year worrying about the game, thinking about the game, rewriting the game, scratching around in my notepad, and basically in inverted commas, not making progress on the game if if the way that you analyze that is through how many words have I completed in my rule book and how close to being done is it? And having got to multiple points of like, this feels okay, here's have a play test and the game falling apart or not and me wanting to change things. I like finally got to the point quite recently where I was like, yeah, I think this game 
is is basically working. There's still some things that I'd like to buff the edges off, but I'm ready to go into production. And I want to go into production now because I want to get like I want to get into the next stage, into the final kind of snowball rolling down the hill. So I, I just I had an opportunity uh, last week to uh, sort of shift gears and I took uh, I gave myself a deadline of launching a private beta copy, which meant I needed to put together like a draft rule book. And that was 9,000 words. And I put that out and that sort of triggered me from this prototyping phase into a production phase where I just went, okay, new document, figure out my chapter structure, open a bunch of fresh documents, move all the text in, start writing. And I just started writing and I was in the you know, this isn't particularly enjoyable or creative work insofar as like inventing games. It was just like doing the work of communicating clearly everything that had been in my brain and had been stewing for like a year or more. And so I like this idea that I changed from pr prototyping into production because it removes any, for me, false imagination that I am iteratively working towards something in a consistent way and this I think is perhaps where for Glenn and his brain this model doesn't really mean anything because you work I think in a more su su sort of sequential accretive way than I am able to do and so I flail around splashing bath water all over the walls trying to figure out like what the hell this even thing is and then I go eureka and I jump out of the bath and I go and write the thing down and get 22,000 words done in like a month um and that is because for me this transition from I am thinking and worrying about it and designing to right it's just work mode I have a deadline and the deadline is interesting because deadlines are sometimes things for me that like I like a month before the deadline or three months before the deadline I have no choice but to change from prototyping and into production and like all the luxury of splashing the bathwater around that I had up until that point is gone it's now go time like with with whatever we've got I've just got to move into production phase fingers on keyboard write the thing communicate it clearly like the time for the time for design meandering is over that that period is no longer available and sometimes I think I've been a little bit lost and I flip flopped between this. I think Hobgoblin has had the the least distinct version of this, where I, I, I had quite a long open beta with quite a lot of design uh, freedom left open. And I think partly that was just that I wasn't in the best headspace for that period. And I actually wasn't doing a good job of keeping myself honest about whether or not the bonnet was open or not open at that point um it was also fun because there was a lot of interested people and i think a lot of good conversations came from that extended playtesting period um however i think for me and looking at projects in the future giving myself permission and freedom to be in prototyping bathwater splashing anything can get changed at any point and and particularly like I'm not writing a rule book. And even if I do write a rule book, it's not my final rule book and I'm going to throw it away. Just gives me total creative freedom to just not be tethered to anything that I'm doing during this prototyping phase. Like everything is deletable at all times until I hit the production point. It's like, no, nope, we're actually, it's go. Like everything now is, has a cost. Every change, every removal has a has a risk of putting this project at, at, um, at delay or whatever. 
so there we go that's i think why it works for me and why i'm excited about the freedom that it gives me or the structure that it gives me yeah yeah i don't i i don't know it's weird because i feel like to me the idea of there being this like mental changeover point from mentally i am prototyping and i am free to da 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 to click now like in my mind i am achieving the production side of things i i don't know if that's like too disciplined um you know an internal mental structure for me or something but it's like i can't i i I can't imagine sort of doing that it's like for me a game is a thing that i live with for a period of time and Mm -hmm. i understand it and it understands me and you know eventually we part ways and it goes off on its little journey and sometimes you know we re-encounter somebody each other and i sort of drag it into an alleyway and completely you know mutilate it because i have better thoughts since last time we were together um really was wondering where that metaphor was going (laughs) (laughs) well no no because it's like so so i think my my sort of process process is like i take a game and I and I start at the start of it, and I go through until it is an acceptably finished game, document, mm. thing. Everything basically works and hangs together. Mm. I go back to the start and make sure that all of the things I did at the end are no longer baloney, because I said, oh, they, things can have two jetpacks. And at the start, I say, if you've got two jetpacks, your head blows up. Okay, I have to change that. Go through, redo that so that everything makes sense. And then that sits off somewhere. Maybe mm. it just sits off because it's like, okay, it needs to cook. Maybe I'll stick it up on Wargame Vault and, and see what happens with it. Maybe it's going off to a publisher or something, depending on how many sort of loops through this thing is. And if it's going off to a publisher, that's the last loop for that thing, you know, probably for the foreseeable future if it's on wargame vault and i get a better idea it's like okay well you need to come back in again because it's time for the you know you'd go down to the wrecking shop Mm. Um, but usually things are in a cycle in and out in and out in and out and they keep getting rebaked and 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 rebashed and the idea of going like okay we are now into the phase when not everything is like um up for grabs i I don't know that i i have maybe maybe this maybe this is a symptom of me having like published paper books where i can't go back like that's it like it's 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 shipped and it will never be touched again unless i have unless i convince somebody to do a new version or edition of that game because like i can't i can have another idea about a billion sons but i can't like exists now like i can't do anything about it i guess what i'm really interested in is as you describe that like is your is your rule book like a sculpture like it does it do you start with a rule book and that same rule book is still like it's still there somewhere at the end the first words are still you know there's some echoes of them or do you do you design a game and it just exists in lots of different places and then later on you're like okay now time to start the rule book or is the rule book like is that the through line i mean i i personally i find that 
usually when I sit down to write something, most of it's already there. Mm. And I'm just sort of um, writing it out and then finding out that some bits don't fit with the other bits once you can fit it. It's, you know, people talk about, is it like sculpting or painting? For me, it's sort of like putting together a, a piece of like Ikea furniture or something mm. um, where you just keep pulling like the bits out of your head. And then sometimes you go, oh, my, no, these can't look, look, look. They give me the wrong, me the wrong parts. Things. I need to do something about this. And then you, and I get a hammer and I hit that bit until it fits into the other bit. And then, okay, there we go. We can keep keep building again. Um, but it's almost always that the, the, the bits are all pretty much there when I sit down to write something or I don't sit down to, to write it. And I don't... So interesting. And I don't tend to put it back into the cycle unless I think unless I think it's worth cycling it again. And I know where most of my designs are and when they're going to need another cycle and what sort of cycle they could use. Mm. Um, you know, it's like I'm um, I'm currently having fun rewriting this thing called What Ho, which is a P.G. Woodhouse uh, skirmish game. Mm. And I wrote it and I put it out into the world and it was fine. It was fine, the thing I put out. Um, and then there was no point going back to it because it was as good a version of that thing that it could be and then I've come up with an idea that's just like right net no that thing needs to go almost entirely into the bin um we'll take out that bit and that bit and that bit but all the rest of it needs to be completely replaced because this is much 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 better and you know and so it's going back through rewriting all of that from end to end yeah and I think I think that that feels closer to my that feels closer to the process that I went through with Gaslands and A Billion Sons and Hobgoblin and 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 Pacific Command. Like that, it's just that you know exactly which parts got changed. Like I didn't change like the central concept of like it's a spaceship game or whatever. Unlike you know, even though we talked about that on the previous episode. Um, but yeah, like that idea of I'll have a finished I'll have a finished rulebook for some version of the game, but. I'm allowed to just like cherry pick three or five things from that and then start again. Yeah. And I think that's the thing where it's like, if, cause obviously there is like an actual, I'm, I'm, I'm literally at the moment surrounded by produced things that I have written that are now in a very much locked state because right, yeah, Glenn is surrounded by cardboard boxes filled with games of his own production that need to be shipped out. Yeah, you know, and it's like obviously there isn't there is very much a form of okay, this is in production now because yeah. this is literally in production. It's going off to be physically made. Um I don't know that I have a mental um a mental way of boxing that off um so cleanly. But then I think maybe I'm less worried about when when things get locked in stone i think i'm the sort of person who's relieved when it gets locked in stone and sent off and i can never do anything more about it right I, it, now it's time to move on that's great it's gone it's it's what it is you know and i think you i don't know but i feel like you sometimes get more worried by that because it's like i don't know i mean yeah I get, there's definitely gone. there's definitely a sense of relief i think there's there's also a palpable sense of I'm a terrible tinkerer and like unless I give myself some rigor 
Like I will literally tinker forever. Yeah. Because I would rather tinker forever than finish it. Yeah. Um, but I have to finish it because I want to be a published game writer. <laughs> so the thing has to get. Yeah. Finished. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I do think, you know, a certain amount of this is about, yeah, that you, that you will keep coming back to it over and over and over because that's, that's your sort of one of your, one of your aspects. And mm. it, like, this is a way you found to, to box out the, 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 that drive and say mm. okay this thing officially now has to go into the tupperware and sort of bc each of these pages are going off into the 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 chinese room and you're not allowed to touch them anymore um you know i think the other thing that feels quite meaningful about it for me is that um because i'm because in many respects i'm quite disorganized like glenn glenn knows this about me <laughs> Like, I, I sometimes feel guilty or, like, I feel like I ought to be doing better at, like, doing production-y things, doing writing earlier on in a process because, you know, because, you know, you've been, you've been quite forthright with this. It's like, well, if, if you work on things s sort of earlier and more consistently, then you will have a calmer, less stressful life because you won't be cramming everything in at the end. And whilst that might be true, I think the counter for me is that I have these long amorphous periods of primordial soup followed by a like a Precambrian explosion of production and being allowed to keep being allowed to keep the ratios so out of whack is interesting to me because that says like, oh, it's it takes me about 18 months to two years to write a game of which at least 15 months of the 18 months is not writing the game, but it is writing the game, but it's just not writing the game rule book. And that's okay. And not to be worried or stressed about that because I will write the rule book at the end. That's not, I'm not worried about that part. The fact that I didn't start the rule book on month six is a positive because all the work I would have done in month six was garbage that would have had to have been thrown away and would never have made it into the final rule book anyway, because I'd have had another 12 months of primordial soup boiling. Yeah, yeah, and I find that, you know, I don't often find that my hit by things like writer's block or or not having something available to do. It's like I pull up a document for a game, I look at where I was last, and then I can write, you know, uh, a page or two, and that'll mm -hmm. do for that day, and then I'll do that again the next day and do that again the next day. And that's just how I write a thing when I'm working on things. I don't, I don't often do the you know i mean mainly because i don't often have the time to sit there and do like 20 pages at a stretch it is like okay yeah, no i i think of it as the murder she wrote uh like thing <laughs> where yeah there's just like hands on the keyboards close in with that music playing yeah no and as long as i can, like as much as that as i can get in a week uh is is my happy place yeah, whereas I sort of like a, a lot of the bulk of writing that I do is pulling up the laptop of an evening, you know, knocking out two or three, like, you know, a couple of factions or something like that. And mm. it's time to go to bed. And and that just seems a quite gentle way of doing it, usually. And then you end up doing that. You know, it's the Seinfeld approach of, of writing jokes. I've seen that documentary. No, I'd like to. Uh, where Jerry Seinfeld apparently every day wrote like 
one post-it notes sort of a, of a joke. Right. Uh, and there's a recent documentary and then there's a, there's a shot of him sitting on this, like a road, completely covered with little yellow post-it notes because he kept every single one of them in these files and he didn't break that process for like you know whatever 40 years or something ever yeah, yeah, yeah. well i mean i can I, I can get down with that like i do a lot of reps on games design it's just it doesn't it doesn't manifest in this way that you're describing for your process which is like i am incrementally chipping away at like a, a sort of final version of the rulebook that yeah, like every day I'll put at least half a page in my notebook where some idea will occur to me um, and I get through a ton of these ring-bound notebooks. But yeah, anyway, so I just, I, I think maybe what this conversation has proved to me is uh, that finding a finding an enjoyable mental model that helps for your own process is a wonderful thing mm. and it's nice to share them, but it's equally not essential for anyone else to care or to get cross about the fact that they don't agree with that being a good model. So I'm cool with that. No, I, 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 absolutely. And I think sort of for various reasons over the last week, you know, I, I, I've, I've, I've come to the conclusion. That it's like what works for your creative process is what works for your creative process. And what your creative goal is, is your creative goal. And they're all, it's all fine. It's all good. And there's no like, there's no point worrying that you're not a finisher or that, you know, you've been working on something sort of perpetually and you keep going back. Don't worry about it. If it's the thing that's happening, it's the thing that's happening. And that's that. That's all right, you know. Hopefully nobody is, like, going to be out on the street if they don't turn in a rule book in the next six months. Yeah, I like I like that. I like that feeling. I have a post-it note um, stuck on the wall here with Bluetack where I, I wrote a slightly sarcastic description of my own process which is one start too many projects two work on them for a bit three get distracted by something else four wait for the muse to return or a deadline to force the issue and that's my entire process <laughs> but like i've kept that post-it note for like three years on my wall because it's just it's just an honest admission of like that's how my brain works and i'm not going to beat myself up about that and that's my creative process and it's not somebody else's great sure as hell not glenn's creative process <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. It, yeah. it doesn't matter. It doesn't need to be. And it doesn't, and I don't need to be stressed about that. And I don't need to try and be somebody else's process. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Do do what works for you. And it's nice, I think, if you can find like a little model that where you can go, yeah, that 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 fits for me, because it it's a little bit of um fellow feeling in society to know that somebody else out there is having similar sort of shaped ideas. Mm. Um but look, you know, your creative process is fine. My creative process is fine. Your creative process is fine, dear viewer. Um, you know, if you have struggled with the um, the demons of writer's block and, and not feeling like you're getting things finished or not feeling like you're approaching creative projects in the way that you're meant to be approaching them mm. uh, in, 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 the, in the fashion and, and, and the the correct way um you know it's fine but swing down in the comment section you know tell us about it and we'll tell you it's fine because it is fine it's okay yeah. you know you do your own thing do it your own way don't finish it do finish it it's okay you know you're here to to work through a creative process to work through an, an idea that's come into your head 
and to get it to a state that you're happy to let it go again you know get the ideas out of your head so they don't drive you crazy and that's sufficient that's more than enough um and you know what swing by the discord you know there's lots of supportive people who are having creative struggles and difficulties and having the 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 imp of the creative sat on their shoulder and poking them and telling them they should be doing more with it and it's all sitting down the back of their shirt yeah you know and it's all total bony and it doesn't matter there's no upside to being productive you know there's no sort of great shining bell to be rung at the end of all of this there's just you know you doing what is best for your mental health and health is for you and um you know if you get a game out of it that's nice as well bonus so uh on that i think we're going to say a thank you and goodbye from this episode of rule of carnage please swing down into the comment section and give us a like and subscribe uh while telling us about your own um struggles with creativity but uh yeah i think that's going to be it so thank- right. and bye-bye thank you goodbye bye 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 bye